Hey, Peter. Yo. It's Monday. Yep. It's time for some more classic. You'll hear it. You ready? Let's do it. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music, advice, learning, inspiration. Coming at you. Would that be something you might be interested in? Indeed it would be. Thank you very much. You can... Uh, <laughs> asked and answered. Self-asked and self-answered. We are brought to you today by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for more information. Go to youllhearit.com uh, to check out all things with the podcast. Yes. Including leaving us a speak pipe. And don't forget to leave us a nice rating and review. Peter, today we've got a classic list of seven. Yes. Straight out of the You'll Hear It uh, playbook here. This is seven left-hand voicing shapes. Shall we get to it? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, seven really specific shapes, a couple of general ideas, um, too, in there. So first we're going to talk about fourths. Then we're going to talk about the minor triad doppio, Herbie Especial. I like that one. <laughs> Just name that. We're going to talk about Shell Pretty. Yep. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Just Change One inner voice yep. voicing. We're going to talk about Shell Double Pretty. Yeah. We're going to talk about the standards fourth, but with the ninth also. And then we're going to end with the shoegaze cluster. Yeah, that I'm because I, I know about 17 different sh uh, shoegaze clusters. Oh, that's, so I'm excited. It's to all see about it. the vibe. <laughs> the shoegaze cluster. So let's go straight away with number one fourths. Now, yes. this is like the perfect way to get started with voicings. Uh, let's say you're playing an F blues. Okay. You know, something we know a lot about around here. Yeah. Uh, and we start here with this ba basic uh, F7 uh, voicing E flat, A, and D. Yes. Right? Now, that's fourths on an F dominant scale, right? Yeah. If you start on that seven, seven four, thirteen. It's all in fourths. Now, did you know, Peter, that you can move that around diatonically yes. in fourths? Yes. And you get these great voicings. You can literally do this yep. on any chord. Right. <laughs> as long as you find a good starting point, even on something like C major. Like you think, oh, I can't move this. You totally can. Of course. It actually sounds really, really great. Yeah, and on your example with the force, just to, to be thinking about, it changes the interval. This is when we have diatonic shifts on the piano, yeah. your actual shape is changing slightly. Not the intervallic shape, I would say, but the actual shape of the, like in other words, it's all force, but sometimes you have an augmented fourth and yeah. a perfect fourth. Sometimes, sometimes it's you a, have two perfect fourths. The tritone, sometimes it's a perfect fourth. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So it it does change, like uh, the, the way that it vibes with each other changes depending on how you're playing that. And I think with these fourth voices, the main thing is, and this is for pianists and, and non-pianists that want to up your piano chops and be able to use some basic improv, you know, with these rootless voicings is the, think about two different ways to practice them diatonically moving yeah and then also that standard fourth voicing uh chromatically absolutely and learning that so there your shape that's more like guitar shape shifting yeah. up you know up the fretboard kind of style and i'm glad we started with the blues here like with an f7 on a blues yeah. This is so handy. Another way to do that, so that's one way, is like with an F7, starting in that voice. But um, if you're playing something like Impressions or So What, and you were to do a D minor 7, you can literally start with D, G, and C. Right. And move those around. It's just the white keys. Yep. And then when you get to the B section there, you want to go to that E flat. Nice. And it's the same concept. It's a real easy way to like sound like you know what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's great. All right, next, number two for our left-hand voicing shapes of note is the minor triad doppio herbie speciale. 
Now, would you, that be something you might be interested in? Possibly. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Well, I just came up with this. I don't even know. If, I'm sure Hurry was the first I'll play. I'll tell you what it is later. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we'll take this with the same F7 kind of. Okay. And we're going to go. What is that? Is that Wait, that what is you? that? All right, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. What okay. is that voice? So we got E flat, uh huh, G flat, yeah. We've got B, yeah. natural, and we've got D. And this is over an F seven. Yeah, but it's not the only thing you can play it over. I just did that because you said F seven. That works really it can well. Also, be over like a D. Um, so half this diminished. is. This would be like if you were to play like an F whole half diminished scale, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's why it works over several places because yeah, like yeah. D thirteen flat nine. Or yeah. even like a B over D. A B over D, yeah, totally. And then these are great. They're, a lot of people don't play them because they're tricky to shift around chromatically. They don't really fall in a way that a guitarist would be able to do them. But the reason I called this, <laughs> I just, I'm sure there's a better name for this, the minor triadopio Herbie especially. Spe it's, it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a, is that. Especial. What the fuck? <laughs> it's special. That's it Spanish is. for special. It is. Um. You know, like Mexican beers will be like Dos Equis, yeah. El Negro Especial. And they just add like Especiale at the end. Okay, so you've got two minor triads. That's why it's the minor triad, Dopio, oh, yeah. with a perfect fourth in the middle. There's your perfect fourth. There's your minor triad. Great symmetry. And look at the outside. Major seven. That's good. Okay. That's a solid voicing. Solid voicing. All right, number three. Again, just to spell that out, that's E flat, G flat, B, and D for like an F7 or a B7 or a D7 or yep. even an A flat a 7, flat seven. Yep. Uh, would work really well. And I'll just say one thing about fingering. I, I finger this in kind of a strange way, that particular one, and this is why it's tricky to go chromatically, but I like to play these chromatically. So I'm going, we can't see each other's hands. Um, what do you think I'm doing? I think you're doing 5, 4, 2, 1. Exactly. Yeah, and that would be typical. Um, try 4, 3, 2, 1. You're nuts. Yeah, but but check this out. But now go up a half step chromatically. Now you've got that four to five. Does that feel good? It's not gonna feel good yet, but it oh, will. Oh, you went five on the one. Five on the bottom, uh, right? Okay. See, because if you go five there and then you go up, you, it's rife for inaccuracies. That's why say. he sounds so good, everybody. No, 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 Those no, no, are the no, details, no. man. No, Those but, are the details. But it is. It's like if you find something that you like, try something that may feel uncomfortable. Every new fingering feels uncomfortable at first. It's true. You know. It's true. So you got to get. It might not be the right fingering for you. And I mean, we have different sized hands, all those kind of things, but at least give it a chance because some of these foundational five, four, five, four at the bottom with the pinky and fourth moving up and down can be a real nice situation. Uh, number three is the shell pretty. This is the most basic structure you can get. It's a three note voicing. Yes. And I love to introduce beginners to this or people who don't play the piano, like horn players that want to learn piano. If you want a great rootless voicing, uh, Peter's already on. Is that there. it? Uh, so it should be a three-note voicing yeah. with the shell, the third and the seventh, yeah. and then one pretty note. Right, but with the root also. No root. Oh, this is the three-note. It's note. a rootless voicing. It's a oh, three-note voicing. Oh, I thought these had voicing. to be four-note Oh, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. That's, that's okay. It's yeah. okay. So for yeah. this, for instance, if you were to play like, yeah, like an yeah. F major. So yeah, you could do that. You could do- But uh, these are left hand. That left hand only, right. yeah. So E, A, D you could do. Again, that's a fourth. Nice. You could do uh, A, D, G also would work. A, E, G would work. Yep. If you were to do like an F minor seven, you would do like A flat, yeah. E flat, G. It's really just the third and the seventh, and then one extra note. It actually doesn't matter 
as long as it's in that scale that you're taking from, yeah. that's all that matters. It's really a great way to structure voicing so you get what's needed, which is that shell, the third and the seventh. Yep. And then something that's a little extra. So if you did like, this is A flat, E flat, G, like for an F minor, um, and then you go to B flat 13, that's exactly. that's still, right? That's, that's still shell, shell pretty. Yeah, you're pretty you, you have, now you have, so if you go A flat, E flat, G on the yep. F, that's the third, seventh, and ninth of the F minor seven. And if you go A flat, D then, and G on the top of the B flat, now you have the seventh, third, and 13. It's just your third and seventh are flipping top to bottom. It's a really simple, basic voice leading, but getting a grasp on that in all chords and all keys is, I think, crucial for a lot of beginner pianists. And it's good too, because you know sometimes people might think, well, why am I gonna just play that? Why don't I play the C also, the fifth? Uh, you know. But check it out. It yeah. sounds better, especially when you're repeating it like with the melody note up there, to not have it in the voice. You, the C especially is a tricky one, but we're, we're foreshadowing a little bit later. We're about nice. to do a different well, version. we're storytellers. What can we say? <laughs> Number four is the just change one inner voice. Yes. Okay, so this one, I just made this one up today. Obviously. I, was <laughs> well, I knew we had some really good foundational ones, but I like to have some kind of strange ones too. Sure. So this is more like a voicing that just really, like many, lends itself to some interesting movement. A lot of times folks want to do inner voice movement and they don't know how to get started with that or they think it's some kind of magical thing. But if you take G minor, so the voicing in the left hand four notes, ninth, third, fifth, seventh. Yeah. So A, B flat, D, F. I'll play a little bass note for you. Oh yeah. Very Bill Evans-ish. Yeah. So what is that? What what's the first movement so you're all doing? All I'm doing is is taking that D and the D right there in the middle, the D flat, and then down to C. Around, yeah. But the but what it does, it gives you some other harmony, and you know you can play different roots over. This could be you know B flat maybe, but but if you do it over G, then you've got like a either G half diminished or maybe even what I was doing more like a B flat minor. Yeah. Um, major seven over G. That's right. Resolves down to a G minor 11. I love this voicing because you got a cluster plus the seven. Yeah, that's nice. So it's just a little thing to give you a little place to go. And you could throw these in somewhere if you're playing like. Um, what do you know about that? That's, yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's it right. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is that Bill Evans Israel sound. So check this out. This is exactly what Peter's talking about here. Great minds think alike. Listen to the inner voice that's moving around on that G minor. So he's yep. going like. Uh, right. Walking up instead of down, but it's yeah, the same concept. Exactly. Started the, so that's more of a like. My, uh, uh, yeah, right, exactly. And I'm exactly. Going, yeah. It's, but it's the same thing. And, and then that informs the harmony that you can play over it or it can just be a fun thing to do on its own. That's awesome. Uh, number five, we talked about the shell pretty. What about the shell double pretty? It's a similar situation. Is that if we're different than the shell dopio pretty? It's the same, actually. Okay. So if we're back at our F minor seven and B flat seven, yeah. right? and you were talking about, well, why, why not throw the C in there? Well, the C is tricky because it's like that fifth. But what if you, instead of the C, you threw in an even more pretty note? What? A B flat, A flat, B flat, E flat, and G Yeah. over that F minor seven. Now check it out. When we go to the B flat seven, again, do the shell, seventh and third. And how about two pretty notes? How about two really pretty notes? 
episodes. Flat nine. Ooh, little 13. tension. Pretty so, tension. So check it out. Now you have the E flat going down to the D flat, and you have the B flat going up to the B natural. Sure. Flat nine situation. So you have some contrary motion within your own voicing. Right. Man, this is when uh, go the, the evening goes from good to great. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. I love that you pointed out the contrary motion of those two inner voices because that really informs the success of voicings and changes and progressions as much as the specific solitary kind of verticalization of what the, you know, looking at, oh, is this a good voicing? That's why we're always looking at progressions. It's never about just one voicing, although we are doing an episode about just voices, but we're putting them all in context. That's right. Now we're having fun talking about the shapes here. That's right. It's all about the shapes. The shapes. That's right. Uh, Okay, Peter. Number six. Okay, so this, I went back to basics on this. This is a simple one, but sometimes we kind of forget about these things. The standard fourth, which is what you call, you know, over that F7 when you start the beginning, seventh, um, third, thirteenth. Right? Yeah. But we're just adding the ninth in. It changes it so much. Wait, do that again? That's just without the ninth. Oh, but with the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. So you have, and especially when you start moving around this shape chromatically, it's very different than. Well, it's very crunchy. It's very crunchy. So you have E flat, G, A, and D here. Yeah. Let me go play that again. I'll put a bass on it. And especially as you move like. But, you this know. is really great, man. Yeah. I love that shape. So, again, that's E flat, G, A, and D over like an F7. Yeah. You know what's great about these shapes, specifically, is yeah. what my son Ivan would say. Specifically, um, look at the, the intervals that are in this shape. This is yeah. why this shape works so well, right? Yeah. The first interval Symmetry. from the bottom is a third. Major and then third. you have a major second, yeah. right? And then you have a fourth. So, you literally yeah. have a second, third, and fourth all within the same Yeah, position. And I always look at these kinds of voicings as. Like and this also works really good with the with the Dopio Herbie Herbie especially going back and forth to that. But I look at these as like oftentimes two intervals separated by something. So major third, perfect fourth, separated by by a whole step. You know, it's there's a big difference here in having these these different intervals within a voicing, having thirds and seconds and fourths all mixed up as opposed to this, a stack of thirds. Exactly. Right. A stack of thirds to me sounds a little too. I mean, it has its place. I'm not saying it doesn't have its place. It yeah. certainly does. But for the kind of playing we're talking about here, if you want to get that crunchy sound, that airy slash crunchy sound, yeah. mix your intervals. Make sure there's a second in there. Make sure there's a third in there. Make That's sure right. there's a fourth in there. That's right. Now, we can't see each other's hands again. How are you fingering that? I. Uh, it's probably all wrong for you. No, uh, I'm going. there's no right or wrong. Uh, I know you're going to go five, three, two, one. Or sorry, four, three, two, one. Right? Well, what are you doing? I'm doing... I'm doing, you know what I would do actually if I were actually playing this? I would do five, four, five. three, one. Five, four, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So check this out. It might feel awkward at first. I'm going three on the bottom. What? And then two on the G and the A, and then one on the D. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm going elbow <laughs> on the E flat. We're going off the backboard. Hitting the scores. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God, this guy has frog fingers. How is he doing it? Incredible. Yeah, no, five, three. Actually, I, it's just five, four, three. I do five, 
three, two, one. I, I, I also would do five, three, two, one, or yeah. five, four, three, two. Depending, yeah. on, I think it depends on where I would be coming from, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's also a matter of like how much chromatic stuff you want to do. Yeah. Because that starts to, like, that would actually be a good reason for using the five, four instead of five, three, is if you're going up chromatically. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Uh, all right, number seven is the shoegaze. Okay, cluster. tell me about this. All right, well, the shoegaze cluster, man, it's really, it's a three-note voicing. Okay. He's already got no, it. Sorry. He's already. Got that was it. more smooth jazz. So I'm taking this. So just this, give me a little uh, two-five-one in the key of F, Peter, bar each two-five-one. Now just give me a, give me a nice little bass line, something I can comp for, and I'm going to show you my cluster. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me have the chords here. Let me have the chords. You just get the bass. It's just a, it's a simple cluster. I've got a second A and B flat, and a third above that D for my G minor. For the C7, you just take that D and you drop it down to D flat. Oh, still three notes. Still three notes. Now for our F7, there's multiple options. You could go sharp 11, B, C, and E. Yeah. You know, you can go B, C, and G, which is a great voicing. You've got A, B, C, A, B, D. A, B, D, also great. Totally great. You could go E, F, C. The point is you have a, a second on the bottom. Yeah. And then you have any I, kind of interval above that. Usually a third, third yeah, yeah. or a fourth maybe. It could be minor, could be major. Could be minor, could be major. But just play around with putting this sound. Get, your, get your Herbie on. Get your bad Melbow on. I was about to say, this is like... We I never think about Herbie as a shoegazer because that's not really his style. Oh, Herbie's the OG shoegazer. But yeah, harmonic with these voicings. Yeah, yeah. That's all, man. This is all Herbie, late '60s Herbie. Yeah. Genius stuff. This stuff. Cool. Well, thanks everybody. So just to sum up here, we have number one fourths, number two the minor triad Dopio Herbie Especial, number three Shell Pretty, number four the Just Change One Inner Voice, number five the Shell Double Pretty. Yep. Number six, the standard force, but with the nine also. And then the shoegaze cluster. Right, exactly. All right, well, we did it, Adam. That's how we do it, man. I finally got it. I got the whoosh down. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not supposed to talk about it, no, actually. But I, I understand. <laughs> now you understand. Now I understand. <laughs> okay, got I it. I understand. Okay. Never shall we talk about well, it again. You know what? <laughs> right over my head. Cool. We are brought to you by Open Studio. Go to Open Studio Jazz and check out Adam's brand new course, uh, the Major Scale Course. It, did you know it is not the Major Scales course? It's the Major Scale Course. You're very dogmatic about that. Tell the people why. Well, you know, we love to mess with titles here of our courses. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, what are great titles for, like, jazz instructional things? And I, re I remember the best-selling uh, jazz instructional book of all time is literally called the, the jazz, jazz theory, theory book. book. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or the jazz piano book is another one by Mark yeah. Levine. So I was like, what if we just did like the major scale course? Just right. say what you see. And in the course, we practice the major scale in very specific ways, not just this. Although we do do that. We do thirds, triads. We do chords. We do pivots. We do all these different ways in every key, and I practice with I mean, you. Listen, we're talking about practice. We are, Alan. Not a game. Not a game. I know, AI. Not a game. <laughs> we're talking about practice.
And so I that. practice in every key with you. I tell you how fast to go, even a little bit of like maybe how you should be thinking about this as we're going. Yes. And we hit every single key. It's great. And I would say if you haven't had a chance to uh, check out uh, our wonderful Open Studio Pro program, this would actually be a good entry point to that. You can kind of get used to Adam's teaching style and his concepts and then see if you are eligible to go next level is that opening back up soon are we opening open studio we are pro? open with open studio it's pro. open so for a limited wanna, time if you want to join open studio pro it's a commitment like it's a commitment, uh, don't yeah. don't think you can just kind of jump in there it's it, it takes a little bit of a of a mindset of i'm ready to grow for real it's peloton for pianists it's peloton I, you know pianists. i was scared yeah. about saying that but you know what sue me no it is sue we me, we work every day over there i mean we practice like an hour a day together do you have a leaderboard for your students there? I need a leaderboard yeah. for this. But we don't, it's not competitive like that. But also, it's, it's supportive, right? And it's very That's supportive. It's a great community, man. Yep. And we do all kinds of different things. Like a, we have a transcriber club where we literally just pick different solos and learn them together yep. uh, to keep people motivated to transcribe and to listen. Uh, we have daily ear training sessions that yes. I record, little five minute ear training sessions that get released every day so you can keep your ears on point. Uh, we have like how to transcribe with our. Uh, rock star transcriber Max yep. Gamiz. We got Rhythm with Bob Debu. It's a whole community, uh, so you can check that out. Absolutely. So go to openstudiojazz.com slash pro to learn more about that. Hey, and don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Uh, we are still going to read every single review we get. That's right. So in your podcast app. If we remember. We will. No, we will remember. We will. We will yes. remember. And we then, will shout you out. We will definitely shout you out. We will read the whole review, even if it's negative. <laughs> yes, we will. And then leave us a speak pipe that's a voicemail. Ask us your question over on you, youllhearit.com. That's right. Until next episode. You'll hear it. Classic. <laughs>